You know what we never do? When the you moon do hits your eyes like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Just one is fine. All right. Now I can actually get it timed much quicker. <clears throat> Please. Bells will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling. We have an audience. Welcome to episode... What episode is this? 62 of KT Confidential. 61. 60, we just talked about Damn this. it. Welcome to episode 61. 61. Of KT Confidential. We are your hosts, Ariel Cremendi, Adrian, Adrian Trot, And today... Steve did not want to be on our podcast. He's going to come on next week. We welcomed Steve Chiquetto to our team. If you've been following us on Instagram, he is the, he, well, we were referring him the secret to him guy. as the secret guy. He's the latest addition. Because some of the clients that get our stuff, like our Christmas card, right. are wondering who's the unfestive guy in your Christmas card. <laughs> That's right. Did he know he was going to be in the photo that day? I don't know. Oh. I I would assume so because he was copied on that email. Oh. I wasn't. I not. I think he was dressed appropriately. I'm just thinking. Well, he was wearing blue. Right. Nobody else was wearing blue. Well, except for the two Jewish guys in the photo. But That's true. <laughs> maybe he's secretly a Jew. He could be. Just trying to fit in. So we welcome him to the team. He did four or five transactions with us before uh, even Yeah, we have a history of hiring our clients, which is, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think these people recognize, you know, good stuff when they see it and want to be a part of it. That says a lot about our team. Yeah. The only problem is... See how long they stick around. (laughs) The only problem is... We don't have any repeat clients if we uh, keep. Well, keep I'm going happy down because this, this year for our annual valuations, I think I've got about 150 homes to evaluate, and it would have been 151 except Steve, uh, who is a client of mine uh, that I usually do evaluation for every year, can now do his own. He can now do his own. Yeah, although he'd probably ask you for your opinion That's anyway. True. That's true. See, I still did one for Jen, but I will not do one for Chris. He can do Of his course, own. yeah. Maybe I should just to see where he comes out at and his number. You know, as a realtor, I haven't sold my own primary residence yet. Nor have I. But that has got to be the hardest thing to do as a real estate agent, valuing your own home. So I'll probably have you biased. Well, I've heard, so- I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard somebody say once, it was like in an article of some sort, that real estate agents always sell their home for more money say implying that i don't know about that an agent is going to sell their own personal home for more money than their client would sell the same home and they were saying it was because they i don't know what it is maybe because they're so used to the process that they don't have any fears of it because a lot of people some people maybe have a hesitation to push the limits a little bit or do you know what i mean or it's a bunch of realtors taking shortcuts with their clients. Yeah, homes. oh, 100%. That's a good point. It would be interesting to compare how they list but their But you know how many home. times I've seen realtors list their own homes for sale and the photos are not very good? Well, we yeah. had one recently. Um, always very cautious when I'm talking about specific events. But remember a street that we sold a house on recently, which isn't narrowing it down much, but <laughs> there was a house that we sold a, 
Street uh, there's a street saw. that we sold a house on recently yeah. where there was another house on that street for sale around the same time that was larger for sale by the owner. The owner was the realtor. Do you remember you know what I'm talking about? I do because I actually had a look at that listing last night when I was doing some of my client valuations. Okay, yeah. And that came up in my... They didn't do very well. No, it sold for $40,000 less than our sale. Yeah. And our home was 200 square feet less. More. I think that one's 22 and just over 22 and ours is just about yeah, about two, 19 or two. 1975 something. Like yeah. That. Okay. So just over two. Anyway. Um, so we welcome Steve. He's going to be a great addition to the team, fitting in quite nice. He's actually been in training with us for several months now. I'm excited and- to get him on because I want to talk about his, the last X amount of months that he, or even a year, how long, however long he's been working towards this big transition from his big job. He was doing very well in his previous career yeah. and how he transitioned and got into real estate. Cause I think there's a lot of people that want to know how to prepare for that. Yeah. He had a very nice job, well-paying job in the, big pharmaceutical company as a director of sales and marketing and decided uh, he just liked us so much that he wanted to work for us and with us. And here he is. And here he is. So what are we talking next about episode, he will be on to give yes. the scoop on what it's like to be. He's been prepped. He's been given one week's notice. Yeah. He's been a little under the weather, so he, he wasn't up to it today, but um, all right. So some, News, real estate news, some new news that um, there's been some chatter about it. Some some realtors have posted some stuff about it. Some um, newspapers and, and websites have been blogging and writing about it is the new changes to the RRSP uh, withdrawal plans that's available to home buyers. When did that go into effect? September? Something like that. Uh no January this is this is this oh. is new I don't even know if you can actually well the increased amount no was Jan was September yes yeah oh, so this wasn't at the same time what I'm talking about is the new news I know what you're talking about and but that new news. the new news was announced at the same time as the previous old news it that was, was not it, it was just it was recently in, no it was in the original budget maybe they touched on the forecasting of it but anyways. The new news, which is just launched. This is big news. I think this is something that uh, we have to deal with these situations on a regular basis. Do you want to say what the news is? You were on a roll there, so just keep going. So the new news. I've been trying to say it for the last. Is three that minutes. everyone knows about the home buyer's plan where you can, maybe not everyone, most people, if not, you should, that a, a new. First-time home buyer can pull funds from their RSP interest-free for 15 years um, towards the purchase uh, down payment of a house. And now, if you are going through a marital breakdown, separation or divorce, whether you are legally married or common law, doesn't matter, um, you now qualify again as a first-time home buyer in the sense... Even if you're not a first-time home buyer. Even if you're not a first-time home buyer in the sense that you it can use... only the, qualifies 
once you're actually not living together and you have a period of four years to use this plan. Right. So they, was it 30 something thousand? And let's not forget, there's no mention of it, but I'm assuming the same rule of thumb applies that the money will have to be in there for a certain amount of time. So. Right. But at that point in your life, it probably has been more likely than the latter. Well, hang on. Actual first time home buyer. You know, if I'm going through a separation and now I am living somewhere else, I might just go to the Holiday Inn and let all of the proceeds from this separation fund into my checking account and then take the money from the checking account and throw it into some Right, but you're RSPs still limited to... If I don't have the RSPs If you in don't have already. the RSPs in there already. Or if I don't... You see what a lot of people miss on the RSPs, because I'm big on not investing in RSPs. Me too. The only ones I do are self-directed. And my self-directed RRSPs are all in stocks. And they've done well for me, actually, because my self-directed RRSPs are Facebook stocks, which I bought a long time ago. They're doing super well. I don't want to cash out those, of course. those stocks. I don't want to sell them. I want to leave them in there. So I would take an extra 35 grand from the proceeds of whatever that separation is and... Uh, throw it into the checking account, but I'm assuming it'll have to stay in there for a certain period of time before you can actually so. take them out. Yeah. But 35 grand. So yeah, if you're going through a separation, marital breakdown, whatever, you can now pull funds from your RSP and use it as a down payment tax and interest free to buy a house, which is a crucial time because it's, there are so many financial hardships when you're going through separation or divorce that like I think that's such a smart idea. Now I wonder if lenders, financial institutions, no, they don't. Will piggyback on? No, they don't. What? I just sometimes I like to think I know what you're going to say, but continue. What were you going to say? No, they don't. What? I was going to say that I thought you were going to say, or you were going to ask if financial institutions would take into account when it comes to your. Uh, total debt service ratio that you now have a payment for that RSP withdrawal. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. But anyways, my my thought process here is will the financial institutions piggyback on this plan to provide better rates or more attractive options uh, for that. If I was a financial institution lending out money, I would take an opportunity here to try and capture this newly divorced or newly separated individual by offering something. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, RBC, they have a $500 cash back to first time home buyers um, using that plan. Um, I can't imagine anyone would. I think it would be a great idea. A extremely effective marketing ploy. Well, and if you think about it, if husband and wife or, or the couple, um, shouldn't say husband and wife, can be husband and husband, wife and wife, I don't know, whatever. Him and her, their, them. That's right. <laughs> if that couple decides to split... They usually have funds together in one financial institution. We should give a microphone capacity. to Jen so that she can just 
chime in at some point. So, in, in, let's say you and I, as partners, have joint accounts Wait in RBC. Partners like business partners or partners as in partners, partners? What was that? That was the the universal sign Oh, my for... God. We are going to hell. <laughs> I hope nobody actually watches the video. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bunch of people in my I'm trying to under, I'm, I'm, I'm trying on I'm this trying one. to understand uh what you're saying. You're going to have some uh LGBT uh hate right there. You forgot the cue. He's going rosy. Does that mean he's uh embarrassed? <laughs> no, no, I turned up the yellow on the lights today, so oh. we naturally have a nicer glow. Yeah. I also exfoliated this morning. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So continue. Well, so, so in this so, in this story, you and I are a couple. Is that what you're saying? You're saying we're partners. Okay, so Jen and I are a couple. Okay. Does that make you feel more comfortable? No, no, I'm just trying to understand the story. I didn't know where you were going with it. A couple. A couple usually has accounts together somewhere. Yes. If that couple splits, right. the chances of them keeping those accounts are nil. Right. So now these people are free agents, essentially, right. to open new accounts in other areas. Because right. maybe they don't want to bank in the same place anymore. Or maybe they, whatever, maybe they don't keep this financial institution as their primary source of holding their funds. Regardless, if a lender was to say, oh, you're using your RRSP, first-time homebuyer separation, whatever plan... Because you were separated, we have a special plan for you. Right, to help you get started. Yes. I think it's a great idea. I think so, too. It would be very smart. So anyways, that's I, I just new... can't. I can't see banks doing it. I don't know why. Maybe not banks. Maybe places like... Uh, well, more maybe... Um, Tangerine is doing real well. I was well. going to say Tangerine or Duca or... So here, tag Tangerine and all those third-party lenders and whatever... There's an idea for you. Get on that because shitload of people are getting divorced this year. I can guarantee you that. It's you know uh, what I find with that is crazy and and people say you know people look at Instagram and they see how happy people are like lovey dovey and you know see all all that shit all the time and I never don't usually post stuff like that and. And what the fuck are you talking about? Your story the other day. I'm such a lucky man. Well, that once once in like a year. Like I hardly ever do oh, that He's stuff. only a lucky man once a year. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm lucky all the time. And Is that why you came in excited today? It very well, maybe. Um, but Did you finish that bottle of Amarone? I did yesterday. I split a bottle did over two days. Did you hear this story? Well, let's finish the first story. So people, couples are always posting all these things and it just sickens me. And it's, I think it's so fake. Is it? 90% of the time. Instagram because it's fake. Then those people get divorced. Have you And so seen... what I'm saying though, what I'm saying though, is if you're in a relationship and you see these other people posting shit like that, it's a front. Don't think like that's, it's kind of like expecting a relationship to be the same as a, a movie relationship. Bro, my relationships behind the scenes, are behind, movies. I behind closed you. doors. People would watch things are not what they, they seem. Um, and we know this because we help so many people get divorced or not help so many people get divorced. <laughs> we are, we, we are we in the inst- business. We instigate so many separations <laughs> and it's really good for business because people sell a house and buy two. <laughs> oh man. 
we we know we have been approached by many people in the last couple of years that are going through separations and divorces or even we are oftentimes the first call. Yeah. What do I do with the house? Because it's their biggest asset. We are oftentimes the first call before their family, friends, even get whiff of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I I had that happen to me several times in the last two, three months where I get a call and it's like, hey, Ariel, uh, can we chat? Sure. What's up? Well, here's what's happening. I'm like, wow. Like, but don't tell anybody. Nobody knows yet. Okay. Put a little weight on my shoulders yeah. now. And I don't know oftentimes how to react or what to say. So you just kind of listen and, you know, be polite about everything, I suppose. But because literally we are become their psychiatrist a little bit, right? And they're, they're confidant that, you know, well, here I'm opening. I don't um, usually offer advice. But I'm a sounding board. Right. Yeah. Well, advice from the real estate. Real estate perspective. Really. But it's, yeah, for sure. And, the, you know, I can understand why we're one of the first calls because they've got the retirement tied up in yeah. their house. Biggest investment. And they want to make sure that they make right decisions. So, And it's usually from the person that feels like they might get screwed in, in the situation of the separation. So they want to make sure that they get so. there. It's usually the woman that calls me and the woman's never the one that gets screwed. Seldom. I I don't know uh, the the legal components of every separation or divorce are a little bit different, but um, not, not a good thing to go through. So unfortunately we're seeing it more and more often and uh, it's, it's hard to actually transact uh, the sale of a home when you're when it can you're be if it's that. not amicable it's a pain even, in the even ass if it is because you know these are two people that don't want to live together and now you're trying to get them on the same page for agreeing on price or agreeing often, on who to hire even agreeing who to hire yes oftentimes you know one person wants to hire somebody the other person wants to hire somebody just else. out of spite no can't hire him because that's your friend right right you get that maybe, all the time maybe yeah yeah um, and then showings, you know, if one person doesn't want to leave the house, got that a lot and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to paint and all of a sudden you don't want to do things to the home because. Well, because they don't want to be going through what they're going through. So right. why would they accommodate it? Right. Which in the end though, hurts them. Yes. Financially it hurts them. Yeah. So if there's ever a time for you to buckle down and just partner up for unless, one last time. Unless the person that's making it, making it difficult just doesn't care. And they want to say, screw you to the other partner and they want to fuck them over. So let's, the hypothetical, one partner cheats on the other. Right. That other partner now is sitting on the couch eating potato chips and uh, in pajamas when a showing arrives. Right. Right. Yeah. Rubbing the cat's belly. Right. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. What's so funny? The belly belly rub of the cat. I want to talk a little bit about parcels of tied land. Okay. A lot of people don't know what it is. Poddle. Parcel. Poddle. Of, 
apartheid land. The yeah. reason I'm bringing this up, in the town of Milton, Madame Holmes is the biggest builder. They have still a lot of land to build on. You go on to their latest releases over the last year, all of their two-story and three-story townhomes now have road maintenance fees. They're condos. Yes and no. And that's what confuses people. Oh, yes and yes. It's a condo. It's managed by uh-uh. a common element. It's a element. freehold home. I understand that, but that's not what I'm saying. What, I'm saying. So let's just not confuse people because, and fuck off on jumping in on my topic and interrupting You this do it to me all the, the time. Portion. It's a parcel of tied land. The home is a freehold home. You own the home and the land. The land that the home is on. Correct. The roadway is a parcel that's owned within a condo corporation. It could be, well, not necessarily, but generally it, it speaking, could be, it could, could be, be a golf course. It could be or several whatever. things. Yeah, yeah it could but be, typically that's the or, arrangement. Yes, currently in Milton with the Madame Homes, that's the arrangement. Well, you're seeing a lot of it in many areas now because they're encouraging high density, and that's how you squeeze more houses on land. So if you notice in these areas, so first of all, you're paying their own maintenance fees, $70, $80, $90 a month. It it's going to nothing other than maintaining your road. Oftentimes, it's garbage collections, so things like landscaping. That. Maybe, although they're usually not that low if there's landscaping included. Um, there's there's no street parking, right? So you can't Rarely. park. Sometimes you have visitor spots. I hate that. Oh my god! And going into these areas, there are maybe five visitor spots for every block. And of course, homeowners are using them. Sure they are. Maybe not all throughout the night because they don't want to get ticketed or towed. Right. But they're parking there. They're pushing their limits, right? They're leaving the car out there to last minute and putting it there first thing in the morning, whatever. So, and then you can't park on the road because the roads are now narrower and there's no parking signs anywhere. So if you're buying a home in one of these little cul-de-sacs, um, you know, be be aware. Yeah. So that hundred dollars a month in the road maintenance fee really equates to about forty three thousand bucks on your mortgage, and uh, or not quite. How much would that be? Sorry, let's put forty. Uh, no, hundred dollars a month would be. Oh, hundred bucks a month would be eighty, like twenty three grand or so. So, um. You know, an extra twenty grand, let's say, on your on your mortgage, on the high end or on the low end. Um, Sorry, I was getting my numbers on. It's early. Yes. Yeah, for every hundred thousand right now, it's about four four hundred and thirty four hundred forty bucks a month. So, um, you know, so for for that extra twenty thousand dollars on your mortgage, could you have bought the same home, totally freehold, in another area? Anyways, when you're buying one of these homes, because a condo corporation is involved, you need to have a status certificate in order to make sure that, number one, the those fees have been paid by the current owner, that they're not in default. 
Two, that there are no litigations against the condo corporation, especially. So like give people, an example of that, because I've had that before. So there was, this was not in a, a puddle, but it was in a, a condominium apartment, condominium high rise, but it could apply to anything. Somebody slipped on the grounds uh, at the condo, hurt themselves, sued the condo, condominium yep. corporation. So that could happen. Absolutely, it could. 100% it could. And it doesn't matter the age of that corporation or the age of the home or whatever, even if it's brand new building. Right. You could have litigations from, uh, from the contractors. Yeah, from the development. So you need to look into that no matter how confident you are. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of deals that I've seen with those road maintenance fees, first of all, the contract is a whole different contract. It's not a condominium contract. It's not a typical uh, agreement of purchase and sale. It actually says pottle. And more uh, often than not, actually, not that's not necessarily true, but quite often, I would say, we get offers on standard purchase agreement forms. Yeah, it's, uh, many, many times we're selling one of these properties, even when we list it in yeah. the brokerage remarks that it needs to be on the pottle contract, on the parcel of Thailand contract, we still get the contracts that are for condominiums or freehold homes. Another thing to keep wrong. in mind is there will be um, bylaws in sure. most cases, right? Yep. Saying what well, you may parking, or may not do. It, yeah, it talks about parking, garbage. It could even be, because a lot of those neighborhoods have very uniform looking houses. So some of the bylaws may be you're not allowed to paint your garage door, your front door a certain color. You're not allowed to have satellite dishes on the house. You know where that's really applicable is in some of the retirement uh, communities. Yeah. I imagine. The 55 plus, the 65 plus areas. You know the houses up on Pringle? Yep. There, I imagine that's that would apply there too, because there's so it's all uniform. All yeah, they're all that stucco kind of yeah. look, <clears throat> same color, yeah. all that. Yeah, so it's a good point. There are actually, as a and as a, as an aside, there are condo or freehold townhouses in Milton. Um, I can't remember which builder it was, but they had on title rules of things you could or could not do to the house for like 15 years, because they wanted to keep the neighborhood looking nice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's what I had to say. So if you're buying one of these homes, first of all, make sure that you get an opportunity to review the status certificate and the condo bylaws. Your lawyer can do that. A good realtor will be able to look at it and give you an indication, but you're going to hire a lawyer anyway. Let them have a quick look at it. There are clauses that allow you usually a few days to, to get that done. The last thing I, I had on my agenda, and uh, we've only got a few more minutes here, but uh, the New York Times posted an article yesterday, or a couple of days ago anyway. Yeah. The top words and phrases in real estate listings. Oh, I am such a big fan of this conversation. So I like making fun of this sort of thing. So, and I know you do, and that's why I put it on my list today. It's interesting to see because they broke it down now in New York. Um, they have a really widespread uh, valuation on properties throughout the state because they have an under 250 list and it goes all the way up to 5 million or more, which, you know, if you have a 
Manhattan property, I'm sure you're in the higher echelon. And then if you're, I don't know what areas would be under 250, but um, Buffalo. Um, I love Buffalo. I don't know. Just valuation on properties there. Yeah, it's no, so I get it. I get it. Um, Nothing against. So granite countertops, hardwood floors, open floor plan, stainless steel appliances. Oh, these here, aren't the here, kind so, of words that so, I'm looking for, though. No, no, it gets better. So, oh, I don't know what you're you're thinking. I'm of thinking descriptive broad words. Loom and no, no, like descriptive stuff Give where people exaggerate, like gleaming and soaring. Yeah, we've talked about that. Stuff. I know. I'm well, just but this is why I brought it up because to me, these are all standard things. But but you know, we got to think about this. This is something that I've been thinking about because I I write the descriptions for most of our listings. And I'm trying to get more creative with it. But even my creativity brings me back to, you know, what's always been done. Right. Right. And what made me think about that is stainless steel appliances. Right. Doesn't every or house. SS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SS. SS appliances. SS fridge. SS range. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah. Or OTR microwave. Yeah. S-S-O-T-R, microwave. Right. Yeah. For those of you that need the breakdown over the range. That's right. Microwave. Uh, So stainless steel appliances. Doesn't every house have stainless steel appliances nowadays? Not necessarily, but I get what you're saying. Really? Like how out of... There are a lot of out of a hundred homes. I I, I how I'm many saying of them not every, have, but a lot of them. Yes, well, I'm not would, disagreeing it with make you. More sense then to say black appliances and white appliances if it didn't have stainless no, steel. No, what they should be doing, and this is what I don't don't understand with anything, is like instead of saying stainless steel appliances, say Frigidaire Professional French Door Bottom Freezer with ice and water dispenser like be specific and build value in the features that come with it because here's the thing i think unless you in in this market where the average selling price in well let's just say milton is it's over seven hundred thousand dollars unless your home has a ten thousand dollar sub-zero fridge why are you even talking about the appliances like are the appliances the selling feature of your home? I think, let, no, let me, no, 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 no. Hang on. Let, let's just talk about this for a second. Okay. Because I spent a ton of money on my appliances right. at that time. Um, but now as used appliances, nine years old, what are they worth? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nothing. No, perceived value. You could make it the perceived value... I just broke my pen. I must be getting angry. Thank God. The pers- we still need to get him a scooch ball. I, I think you. I, I think deep down you disagree with what you just said because everything we do, and in, including in-home marketing. Yeah. To, okay. 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 Know, Here's my point. From a sales you perspective, you only I'm have. Thinking. I don't know how many words exactly are the capacity on Realtor.ca. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. I want to say three to four hundred. Might be depends on the board, more. doesn't it? It depends on which board is feeding to it. So we feed our listings from the 
Ontario Regional uh, System, which is through so uh, Oakville Milton okay. Real Estate Board, and yes. they allow for the most amount of words, right? As far as we, know. I do agree with you with respect to so, that. So there's 500 words that you have to describe uh, in the MLS listing right. this property. So under most circumstances, that particular descriptive section of opportunity, you don't right. need to talk about the appliances unless, like you said. You've got really high end open stuff. floor plan right across the board in any price point is one of the top words used or top phrases for used sure. In. Almost every house built after two thousand and two thousand right. maybe. The, so my question is: Does that need to be in the description? No. Like, are you aren't you gonna no? Be how able about to tell that from great photos or great or, video or spend them? I was looking at a one point eight million dollar house yesterday online. No floor plan. Include a floor plan so people can see what it looks like. Uh, perfect location. Again, granite countertops, granite countertops, granite countertops. But the funny thing is, perfect location. Hardwood floors, hardwood floors, hardwood floors. Perfect location is it usually isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're trying to make the location sound. You better. say things to try to. Like, you're maybe convincing yourself. I think people that know the location know the location, and people that don't know the location, you saying perfect location isn't going to sway them. No. Wine cellar. Ooh, five million or more. Wine cellar is one of the top words used. It's such a silly article. Like these are feature. These this, these are most common features found in homes. These aren't words. This is weird the way they did it. This is uh, the most that comes up in the descriptions of their MLS listings. No, no, I get it. They probably had some computer software go through instead of somebody looking at it. Maybe. Chef's Kitchen, one of your favorites? That I hate. Because a chef's kitchen is stainless steel surfaces everywhere and high-end gas burners and, you know... Most houses don't have anything near what I would consider a chef's kitchen. Well, hang on a second. You, uh, we were talking about the master class because you have you yes. you uh, registered uh, with Gordon Ramsay's master class. Yes. You haven't watched any yet. No, but he shoots it in his home, in his own home. Right. He doesn't have stainless steel. No, no, dogs. no. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mean. A shit like a, a kitchen that really inspires a chef to cook is a really nice kitchen. Not necessarily. No, but you, chefs work out of shitty little kitchens. Well, then. <laughs> At so, what point does a, a kitchen warrant being called, or not warrant? What when does it deserve that title? Builders, new home builders. Yes, they they give it that designation once there is an island <laughs> right yeah exactly the island is your your prep table i guess but um, there should be some uh, stand, uh what is a chef's kitchen there should be some standard use of there, words if there, it doesn't have xx there's the youtube title of this uh, episode right there what is a chef's kitchen yeah if you can let us know leave a comment below thanks for well, listening well, hang to on. episode hang on. you're 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 a chef you like to cook what would well, I'm you? Not a chef. Okay, but you you are uh, an avid home chef, and you've been in the industry in previous years. So, what would you consider it to be? Uh, I consider my kitchen at home a chef's kitchen to some capacity. 
I have a five burner Viking range with a Bertizzoni custom range hood. I have built in Electrolux oven. Nice, nice stuff. Nice stuff. Yeah. Grand, uh, quartz countertops with a big island. And lots of counter space. Do you have lots of counter space? Uh, that's really. debatable. That's debatable because we have the p- pantry and the built-ins. So that cut a lot of that back wall there. I don't have enough for me. No. And then if Natalie and I are cooking and if the boys are in the kitchen, there's certainly not enough. Right. And now we keep like a fruit bowl on the countertop. I think a chef's kitchen would require um, a, a large prep area. In in my ideal world, a chef's kitchen is a really big fridge. I mean, like a, a walk-in. Have you ever seen a house with a walk-in? I have, but let's be realistic. Most families don't need it. Uh, but a commercial size fridge where, you know, you're, I, I want to say no less than a six foot fridge. Right. Um, double ovens, maybe even double sinks. So you have a prep sink and a dish sink. Mm-hmm. Um, a griddle and a grill on your range. Stovetop. We didn't have a built in deep fryer you had that somewhere where was that oh the cottage you rented yeah is that right yeah, yeah. the de- the deep fryer was actually in the covered patio oh right and that was so there was a uh like a hibachi uh that's so you, cool you could do uh teriyaki and whatever uh out out on the porch or on the back patio overlooking the lake uh there was a wood burning pizza oven uh, double deep fryers. Oh, now that is a chef's kitchen. Got to go. Episode 62. 61. 61. Fuck. <laughs> Comment. Any comments? What is a chef's kitchen? Let us know. I don't know. Are you following us? iTunes, SoundCloud. Goodbye. <laughs>